Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Hey, uh, I just want to uh, jump right to things this morning, and, and that's talking about our theme for 2023. Uh, and, and, and before I, uh, I just uh, share that with you, this is a scripture that we're using this year. This is Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, you make known to me the path of life, and you'll fill me with joy in your presence. Everyone say joy. And with eternal pleasures are at your right hand. So on every year, God just gives us a, a theme for the year for LifePoint, just a prophetic theme. And, and, you know, I know different churches had different themes for the year, and this just happens to be ours on, on New Year's Eve. Uh, we shared this with you all, and our theme for 2023 is a joyful 23. And God spoke to you. Yeah, everybody should go, woo. Okay, thank you. So uh, God spoke to us this year just to declare this year a joyful 23. Now, he, here's usually where our, our minds and our hearts jump when we hear that. We, we start immediately thinking, oh, that means everything's going to be perfect in my life or everything's going to just, you know, be, be perfect and peachy in my life. And, and, and that's happiness. Happiness means something. Uh, happiness has everything to do with what's happening to you. So if things are going good, my hair's going good, I'm looking good, no big problems, then, then we're happy. But joy is actually much different than happiness. Joy is actually from the root word for grace. So it's a grace gift. It's a salvation gift. So joy is a gift. It has everything to do with gladness on the inside. So things can be crazy on the outside, but how many know joy, which is a supernatural salvation gift from God, you can have great big joy in the midst of any challenge. Amen? Y'all out there? Okay. So, so that's our theme for this year, and we talked about this on New Year's Eve, and if you didn't get to be here with us, I encourage you to go back and watch that. It's on live, uh, online. It, it, it will really give you the heart behind why, we're, why we are calling this a joyful 23. And, and we said this, that you can tell if your joy is full or not by checking the gauges. You know, if you get in your car, you can check the gauges and see how well things are going. So if you are full of joy, your gratitude gauge will be on full. Because gratitude is remembering everything God has done in your yesterday. Uh, that also means your enthusiasm gauge will be on full. Enthusiasm uh, means this. It means enthusiasm on the inside or uh, theos, which is the Greek word for God, meaning God on the inside. That means that you will be joyful if you know God's up to something right now in your life. And your anticipation gauge will be on high. So your gratitude, your enthusiasm and your anticipation. We should always be anticipating God to do something. God, we should be believing for something that gives uh, God something to work on in our lives. Amen. And so I, I went on to share this with you, and this is just something that the Lord laid on our heart, that here's how you can make sure that you're having a year of full joy, and that's if you prioritize the presence of Jesus, the promises of God, and the people of God, being in God's house. Anytime we've got something going on, I would be here because there's going to be joy in the house this year in a very, very special way. 
So I would encourage you on the way out today, we have a, a banner wall out there and it says Joyful 23. Um, grab you and your spouse or you and your family or you and a friend or just you and get your picture taken in front of that banner and there's a magnet for you to go put on, on um, um, your fridge or whatever at home. Just to remind you, I'd put, I would make that your, your screen holder on your phone or your computer so you can just reflect and be remembered, reminded that it's going to be a year of what? Joy. And actually, we said this, not just joy, but full of joy or joyful. Look at someone and smile. Y'all don't look like you're joyful this morning. There we go. That's getting a little better. Uh, so what I'm going to do this month is starting this Wednesday Every Wednesday in January, we do this every January, we have services on Wednesday night. And so we're calling it Nights of Joy. I'm going to do most of our teaching about joy starting this Wednesday. And so we're going to talk about an attitude of joy. We're going to talk about the atmosphere of joy. And the Bible even says there's an anointing of joy. So we're going to talk about that on Wednesday night. So just do everything you can to get here. We won't keep you all night. I know people work and things like that, but come out uh, and join us for that. also want to challenge you with this. Uh, we've done this the last several years, starting today through the last Sunday of the month, is we're calling uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we don't tell you what to fast. It can be food. Um, it, it could be maybe you need to fast some attitudes. Maybe you need to fast some TV. Whatever it is, what prayer and fasting is, is us setting aside something in our life, giving that time to God so we can hear God better. It's not pulling strings to get God to do something. It's so we can, we can hear God better. We want to use the first month of the year to really plug in to God's presence and hear from him. So we'll start that today. We'll end it on the 29th. And here's the question I want you to seek God over over this next month. This is the question for all of us, and it just goes this way. God, um, or, or my question for you is, what are you believing God to do in you, for you, and through you in 2023? Yeah, you, you can take a picture of that. You can write that down. A lot of times we just come in we, and we write our goals. And if you're a goal center, that's awesome. But I also want to encourage you because I, I, I'm the king of writing stuff down, goals. And, and, and sometimes I got to realize I need to step back and say, God, what is it you want to do in me this year? And God, what is it, what is it you want to do for me this year? And God, what is it you want to do through me in 2023? That's what I want you to ask God over these next um, 21 days as we are seeking God and, and just praying and, and fasting and seeking him. And man, if we could get the whole church on that page, what could God speak to us about this year? What, God, what do you want to do in me? I, I think I'm right to say that there's probably some stuff God needs to do in you. He, he might, don't look around, but he might want to change some attitudes. And there's some stuff God wants to do for you. He, he, he might want to promote you at work. He, he, he might want to break through in a relationship. And, and that, this is a great question. God, what do you want to do through me? What, what do you want to give through me this year? Who do you want to bless through me this year? Who do you want me to reach this year? Isn't that a great question? So we're going to do a lot of that teaching on, on Wednesday nights. But I want to open up with this scripture this morning. This is Ephesians. Anyone excited to just hear what God's... Up to so this is Ecclesiastes. I think I said Ephesians. Ecclesiastes, chapter three and verse one. Uh, a lot of you know this verse, but it says to everything. Everyone say everything. everything. To everything there is a what? There's a season. There's a time for everything happening under heaven. The Bible says that there's there's a there's a season. Actually, the the right way to say that verse is this. You could say there's an appointed time 
for everything that happens. This season we're in right now, this year that we're in right now, there's an appointed time. There's an appointment on this season in our life. And life is made up of seasons. Have you, have you realized that yet? It's, it's made up of seasons. For example, it's just like in the natural. There's, there's a season that you plant and water and weed, and there's a season of harvest. How many like the season of harvest? But how many know you don't have harvest unless you do some what? Some planting and some watering and some sowing. Just like it, also in the natural. You know, one, one thing that's really cool about West Virginia is you, there are four distinct seasons. You, you have a really, really hot summer, really humid summers. You have an amazing fall. How many love fall in West Virginia? It, we have a, a, a pretty good winter, and, and then it rains in the spring. I'm not a big fan of spring, but there are distinct seasons. Some states you live in, it's just hot all the time, or it just feels like winter all, all for extended periods of time. But, but seasons in our lives are like seasons as well. You, you may be in a season right now where you have young children, or maybe you're in a season right now where your, your kids, they went from these awesome little children, now they're teenagers, and you're like, whoa, whose are these little people belong to? Uh, or maybe they're turning into young adults now, or maybe you're in a, a, a season of, of change, or you're in a, a season uh, uh, where, where you're, you're getting a little more um, years on the tires, so to speak. And there's just different seasons that we're in, but with God, every season has these unique anointings. They have these unique assignments. They have these uh, very specific um, opportunities in all of these seasons. So the Bible said that life is made up of seasons, and within those seasons, there are these particular times that God has for things. So every season, how many of God has purpose? Every season, God's in. I, I'll just go crazy and tell you, God's already been in your next season. This season you're just walking into, God's already been in it. That's why there's grace on it. No matter what you might find in your 2023, there'll be some awesome moments and there'll be some challenging moments. That's, that's not bad faith. They're just they're, Those things happen in life. But because you're a believer, God's already been in your tomorrow. That's why he, he provides grace. So you have grace for whatever you will face this year. Whatever comes up, whatever you go through. And part of grace is, guess what? Joy. It's the same root word as grace. Joy. It'll be joy. So not, not, even if it's messy... Even if it's challenging, guess what? There'll be a supernatural. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So you'll have the strength. Now, if you weren't a believer, you wouldn't have that. But there's an appointed time. Let's bring that into the New Testament. This is the book of Ephesians. And I love these few verses. It says, look carefully then. Why? Because everything has an appointed season. Look carefully then how you what? Walk. Everyone say walk. Look what it says. Live what? With purpose. Live worthily and live what? Accurately. Not as someone who is unwise and witless, but as someone who is intelligent, someone who is wise, someone who is sensible. Now when you read that verse... I, I did some studying on that verse for you, and it means this, live alert, live ready, live with some accuracy, live with some purpose, live aware. It really means live with some diligence. So don't go into 2023 with the whatevers. What's going to happen in 2023? Whatever, man. I don't know what's going to happen. People are crazy out there. I don't know. No, live with some accuracy. How many would, would, under, would agree with this? Times are challenging out there right now. 
Times are crazy. There's upheaval. Well, just let me in, let you in on this. The Bible, well, I just mentioned to you, the Bible says we're in seasons. And according to the Bible, we are in the season at the end of an age. We are at the end of the church age. We are at the end of the age of grace. We're in a grace age. We've been in the church age. And according to scripture, you see a lot of craziness happening in the last slither of this age. And the Bible said, what's going on? It's like, it's like, um, childbirth pains, labor pains. We are transitioning from this age into the next age on the world. The good thing for you and I is the church will be out of here. Um, God's about to, the Bible, uh, we call it the rapture. That word's not actually in the Bible. It's a Latin word, but the word snatch or seize up is in the Bible. And God's about to seize and snatch up the church. That's the next thing to happen. All the turmoil happening on the earth. Don't be freaked out about it. The Bible says when you see it all happening, just do what? Look up. Look up. Right? Don't worry. Don't wonder. Just look up. The stuff going on in the world. Now, now I just want you to know this, this is absolutely a God thing. Um, the devil's trying to speed things up right now, trying to bring his agenda on this country, in this world. God won't let that happen. That's why there's going to be a great big move of God before this happens. So, so just, just, it's all right to be excited right now. Nudge someone and say, that's good right there. We're all right, so we should live alert. Look at someone and say, live alert. Look at verse 16. Make the most of your time. Buy up each opportunity. Some translations better say, redeem the times because the days are what? Evil. Because the days we enter, uh, they're evil. So the Bible says, redeem the time or be opportunistic. Uh, 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 the, the, the Bible in, in the New Testament, really, there are these three words for time that are important to us. One is, and, and I'll try to pronounce these right, one of them is the word aeon. And aeon just means there is a regular cycle of time going from regular time to eternal time. It's just the cycle of time. Then there's another word used more frequently, and it's, it's the word chronos. We get the word chronological from, so the word chronos it means this, it's man's time. There are X amount of hours in the day, X amount of uh, seconds in a day, X amount of minutes in a day. That's why, have you ever felt like I've only got 24 hours to get something done? Got to do this, got to do that. That's the normal unfolding of time when it comes to man. That's man's time. But there's another word in, in the Greek. Actually, all three of these words are based on um, Greek gods for time. But there's another word that's used when it talks about the time of God, and it's the word kairos. So within the aeon of time is the chronos of time. But within chronos, we serve a God who has these kairos moments. And a kairos moment is a divine moment. It's an appointed moment. It's, it's, an, it's an anointed moment. It's pregnant moments where God does things in our lives. So our lives just aren't about, they're not just about the unfolding of time in the 24 hours. They're about God doing something purposeful, God doing something big, God doing something accurate in those moments of unfolding time. That's why the Bible says we need to look at time not just as a season, but what is God doing in that season? Not just, uh, not just what's up in 2023, but what's God going to do in 2023? 
There are going to be some kairos moments in your life. There are going to be some moments of overwhelming joy and prosperity and breakthrough in your life. Why? Because God's in the kairos moments. We get stuck in the chronos moments, but we serve a God who's in the kairos moments of our life. Aren't you glad that in the aeon of your life, in the chronological order of your life, there was a breakthrough moment when you, when you discovered God or he found you or you found him? That was, that, was, that was a kairos moment for you. And here's the thing about serving Jesus. Life becomes full of those kairos moments. What that means is there's the routine Monday, same day, different day, different dollar, whatever that thing is of life. But in those moments, you should expect those Kairos moments to happen. That's why the scripture says, redeem the time for the days are evil. Here, that verse means two things. You want to hear them? Because this is awesome. First of all, it means that God redeems time from the mundane tradition and routine of life which I just sort of said. Here's the other thing it means. It also means redeeming the ungodly direction of culture. Hello. It means not just redeeming the mundane routine of life. It also means redeeming the ungodly direction of culture. What does that mean? God wants to have some kairos moments in your life and through your life that changes the course of ungodly social culture. So... How, how many would agree with it? We got a crazy cancel culture going on out there right now. And what, what would God want to do? God would want to, because a lot of us just, oh, it's bad out there. Oh, it's bad. No, God has some Kairos moments planned for your life and through your life that could actually alter cancel culture. It could cancel cancel culture. I didn't write that. That's what the apostle Paul wrote. Isn't that awesome? Look at verse 17. So, therefore, well, what's the therefore? Whenever you see therefore, you got to stop and what's it there for? Well, we just read the two verses. Live alert, redeem the time. So, therefore, don't live your life in a vague fashion. Don't be thoughtless. Don't be foolish with your time, but understand and grasp what the will of the Lord is. That's why we're going to pray and seek God over the next few weeks. Watch, we want to grasp the will of the Lord. What's he want to do for you? What's he want to do through you? What's he want to do in you in 2023? What are the Kairos moments God has for you in 2023? We're going to ask him right now during the month of January. God, what do you want me to believe for? God, what, what could you do in me? God, what could you change in me? God, what could you do through me? God, what could you alter? Some Kairos moments. How would be excited if I told you God has some Kairos moments for you, your kids, your spouse, your, your family, your direction this year? Well, the, according to the word of God, he said, actually, if you go back to Habakkuk, the, pro, the prophet said, here's what he said. He said, I want you to see what God is doing so clearly that you could write it down and run with it. Well, we'll talk about that a little more as we go on in this month. But that's what the Bible talks about when it talks about times and seasons. Now, we know this, that God's not restricted to our, our calendar. But it gives us a fresh perspective starting out a brand new year. I mean, we know the Jewish calendar actually starts at the end of September, 1st of October. But God, God, God will allow his purposes and plans to unfold in our seasons. And we're in a brand new season in 2023. And man, there are prophets out there prophesying a lot of good things. There's something really interesting. This is just a side note. Uh, I heard someone say this. I've been watching this. You don't see a lot of prophecy past 2008 and 2000, or 2028 and 2029. What does that mean? It could mean Jesus is coming back. Anyone be all right with that? <laughs> 
Now, that's for a different sermon. That's just for free. I'll throw it out there and freak you out for a little bit. So, so here's what I want to talk about on Sunday mornings this month. And we'll do a big vision Sunday at the end of the month. Here, here's my title for Sunday mornings. My best year yet. My best year yet. And you say, oh, you're just trying to pump us up. I am trying to pump you up. I'm trying to stir you up that no matter what's going on in the world, if you're a believer, if that's your pronoun, is that a pronoun? It is this morning. If you're a believer, if you're born again, if you're full of the word of God, guess what? Guess what? This could be your best year yet, no matter what's happening out there. No matter what's happening on Wall Street, no matter what's happening in D.C., it could literally be your best year yet. Even if right now, conditions and situations and things are really challenging you and making your 2023 feel a little unsure, man, God is at his best and you could experience his best. Even if things might be at their most worse than challenging right now, God specializes in that. But I was thinking about what I would say over the next three weeks in my best year yet. And I realized there are three hurdles that this is, this is our hurdle this morning. I told Pastor Shane I was going to come out here and clear this this morning. And his words were not encouraging. He said, well, don't get hurt. That's, what he, that's the last thing he said to me right before I walked out. But what if I told you there are some hurdles for us that could keep us from experiencing like our best year yet? I want to tackle the, those three hurdles over the next three weeks. And here's what I know. Is sometimes when I say something like, our best year yet, some of you are like, whoa, and some of you are like, yeah, but you don't know what's happening right now. And you, we have a struggle sometimes believing it could be our best year yet because we doubt that it will be. We doubt that it can be. And, and so I think the first hurdle you and I need to deal with this morning is confidence. Everybody say confidence. confidence. We all deal with doubt. We all deal with this issue of confidence. I mean, we can feel it in our moods. We can hear it in our conversation. We can watch the decisions that we make, and we all, we all deal with, with this confidence thing. How many know it's real important what you believe? It, it just completely determines how you're going to approach life. So for the next couple moments, here's my title, Clearing the Confidence Hurdle. I got two more the next two weeks, but Clearing the Confidence Hurdle. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Right, elbow somebody and say, it's about to get good up in here. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Look what it says. Do not, therefore, if you go back and find all the therefores, he's talking about challenges and, 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 and believing for things. Do not, therefore, fling. Everyone say fling. fling. That's a fancy way of saying don't throw away or don't toss. It means don't hurdle, throw like a ball. Don't fling away your fearless, what? Confidence. And it tells us why. Because it carries a great and glorious compensation or reward. Did y'all get that? Don't fling it away because it brings a reward. It brings compensation. So in other words, I would say this. Your faith, you know, confidence is just another word for faith. 
your confidence or your faith, it has a destiny. It has a destiny. What you're believing for has a destiny. And it has a due date. But between that is a debate. That's why I didn't say first, your faith has a debate. I said, your faith has a destiny. Like, amen, preach it, brother. And your faith has a due date. It's my due date, I'm due. But when I say it has a debate, I'm like, ah, we don't want to talk about it. We're going to talk about the debate for a moment. Because you can get excited on Sunday. You can get excited. You can make your New Year's resolutions. You can be like, I'm going to lose 25 pounds. You do good for two weeks. Super Bowl Sunday comes on. It's nothing but chocolate cake and Pizza Hut commercials. And you're ready to fling away your goals, Right? <laughs> You join the gym, you're there for two weeks, you're so sore you can't move. Like, why did I do this? You fling away your goals. There'll be a debate to your faith. There'll be a debate, debate for what you believe. There'll be a debate this year for your joy. There'll be a debate for your destiny. There'll be a debate for what you're believing. There might be a debate for your resources. There might be a debate for your healing. There might be a debate for your deliverance. There'll be a debate. So the first hurdle, when I say your best year yet, I want you to be excited, but I want you to know we've got to clear this hurdle of confidence. We've got to clear this hurdle of doubt. Someone tell you how to do that. I just want to help you this morning. Just because we wave the joy flag doesn't mean you're going to be full of joy. Just because we wave the, ooh, it's going to be a great year. Praise the Lord. You go home, something happens. I knew it. I'm not going back to, he said it, I knew it, false prophet, stone him. <laughs> you say, well, I could call you, you could come over and preach the sermon to us in our house. I will do that for lots of money. I will do that. <laughs> but what I'd rather do is send you home the next few weeks and equip you to overcome these hurdles. Here we go. Number one, confidence comes from what you continue to hear. Confidence, right? Confidence. Faith comes from what you keep hearing. Listen to the statement. Repetition retrains your natural tendency from negative to possible. Repetition in what you're hearing will either make you negative or you'll think possible. Negative thinking or possibility in your believing. Depends on what you keep hearing. That's why I say you gotta watch, you gotta watch your intake of, of the news. It'll change the way you believe, that'll fix how you approach life. I want you to be confident this year. God's up to something, God's doing something. Well, we all know this. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. Actually, the Greek says. Faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the words of Jesus. you got to keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing what Jesus is saying. Passion Bible says it this way. I love this. It says, faith is birthed in the heart of one who hears divine utterance. What you keep hearing will be what you keep believing. What you keep hearing is what you'll keep believing. What you keep hearing is what you keep believing. So confidence comes from what you continue to hear. Think about this. Do you have liberal thinking, not, not political? Do you have liberal or abundant thinking or limited thinking? Or limited believing versus liberal believing? 
I wrote this down. You, you, you answer this, not out loud. Answer this in your heart. What might a true breakthrough look like for you? What, what would a true breakthrough look like for you? And why can't you believe that to happen? Listen to what I wrote down. This is really good. So when I, after I read it, someone like, somebody go, woo, because I spent a lot of time on this statement. <laughs> a limited thought is misunderstanding of the present that shortchanges your future. Thank you. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> a limited thought is a misunderstanding of the present that shortchanges your future. I'm thinking this right now because I'm seeing this, or I heard this, or I diagnosed with this, or I read this, or someone said this, or I feel this way, and you let that thought in the moment shortchange your future. And what happens? I fling away my confidence. God, you said, but Wall Street said. God, you said, but the government said. God, you said, but the, the x-ray says. God, you said, but my spouse. God, you said, but my teenager. God, you, you said, but let's get the butt out. This, let's lose some, the butts this year. Because every time you say, yeah, but, you just negated in the present and it shortchanged your tomorrow. Because God's been in your tomorrow. I'm going where he's leading me. But you can get stuck in limit. Get, we have to move from limited thinking and limited believing into some liberal thinking, liberal believing. I don't mean politically liberal. You understand me? Don't go home and say, he said we should be liberal. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying your liberality and what you believe God for. That's why it's not the year of joy. It's the year of joyful. That's why Jesus didn't say, I came to give you a little life. He said, I came to give you full life until it overflows. That's why he didn't say, I want you to have resources. He said, I want you to have an abundance of resources so you're so sufficient, you can just bless everyone else. God's not a little bit God. God's an overflow God. I'm looking at a lot of thoughts like, man, I don't know about that. Don't let your experience from yesterday derail you from your experience tomorrow. Don't let your bad attitude today keep you from your blessing tomorrow. Please look at me and smile like you believe me. I didn't write this stuff. This is why this is this. God wrote this book. So think about this. Think, think about this. What could God do in me? What could God do for me? What could God do through me this year? You start to get an understanding of that. That starts to be your, your, your goals. That starts to be what you're believing for this year. What could God do? What would it look like? Well, maybe he would, maybe God would save your family member. Maybe God would deliver. Maybe God would heal. Whatever it would be, you can picture it, but what do you need to keep hearing so it goes from a picture to confidence? From a wish list to I can't wait till it happens. Whatever's in the way between you wanting it and being convinced of it, you need some scriptures on it. 
If it's in the realm of healing, you know what you need to do? Keep hearing about healing, keep hearing about healing, keep hearing about, if it's in the area of blessing, you need to keep hearing about God's word about finances and blessing. You gotta keep hearing and hearing and hearing because there's a lot of other voices in the world that's gonna tell you something else. You, whatever it's gonna take to get you over this hurdle of confidence, it starts, I gotta keep hearing it. I gotta keep hearing that God's gonna heal my marriage. I gotta keep hearing God's gonna deliver me. I gotta keep hearing I'm gonna overcome that. I gotta keep hearing God's gonna increase my resources. I gotta keep hearing and hearing and hearing and here and the more you hear the da- more dangerous you are because the more confident you become and you got to keep it's not like I've heard it for two weeks I'm good no you got to keep hearing it because the Bible says if you don't you will drift we'll drift off these important things amen are y'all with me so hearing is how confidence comes number two wasn't that good number two confidence creates a correct confession it creates a correct confession. Creates a correct confession. So how does confidence come? It comes from what? Hearing. But that confidence has to begin to be activated. Well, let's do something. I want you to take the next 30 seconds when I say go, and I want you to start thinking about everything that's broken, not working, not happening, and coming against you. When I say go, I just want you to do that. Then in about 30 seconds, I want you to do what I tell you. Ready, go. Now say this. God's good. God is faithful. God's a healer. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a champion, not a chump. I'm ahead, I'm I'm above, I'm not beneath. I'm the head, I'm not the tail. I'm too stressed, I'm too blessed to be stressed. God's for me, doesn't matter what's against me. Greater is he that's in me than what's in the world. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave dwells up in here. Now, Now listen, you had to say something to interrupt your negative train of thinking. That's the only way to turn your thoughts off is open your mouth. You know how you get the devil to shut his mouth? Open yours. Aren't you glad you came? I'm talking about confidence. If I told you that's the hurdle you got to cross, how does it come? By hearing. How's it activated? By speaking. Saying what God says. You had to say something to interrupt those negative thoughts. You had to say something... Your heart had to hear about your confidence. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your yapper does what? Yaps. Well, that's the way I see it. You need to start seeing it differently. Well, that's what I think. You need to think differently. Where's my opinion? Your opinion stinks. You need to get God's opinion. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't want you to tell me what. I want you to tell me what God's saying. Your heart has to hear what you believe. Not think it, has to hear it. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Confidence is released by what? Speaking. I've used this illustration before. But um, there's a difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. A thermometer gives you a report of conditions. A thermostat is a setting point 
for your conditions. Are you all with me? What is confidence? Confidence is not the thermostat. It's the thermometer. This is what I believe. This is how I believe. This is what God says. So confidence comes by what? What you're hearing. Guess what happens when you hear you? You become more confident. You don't have to just hear it from the outside. You don't have to just hear it out here. You need to start hearing it from here. So here here we go. We're going to make a confession. You ready? This was our joyful 23 um, um, declaration. I want you to say this after me. I want you to believe it. Don't be like, I want you to believe it. Here we go. Ready? I declare. I I am experiencing experiencing supernatural joy joy in 2023. 2023. I'm prioritizing his presence, presence. his promises, promises. and his people. And And joy joy is manifesting in my mind, my my heart, my my eyes, my my ears, my my mouth, my my hands, and my feet. I'm anointed with the grace of his joy, and it's producing hope, healing, strength, and victory. I will take on every challenge with an attitude of joy, and I will overcome every situation that tries to overwhelm me. I'm so full of joy. A joyful expectation about what God's up to, that nothing will keep it from happening. Say, ooh, that's pretty bold. So what you keep hearing is what you'll be confident in. Confidence creates this correct confession. Here's the last one. Confidence controls the choices that we make. Let's do a poll. Anyone ever made a bad decision? <laughs> Lately. This week. This morning. <laughs> right now. <laughs> do, do you know this? That um, It's actually completely possible that you make the right decision every time. It's not likely, but it's possible. Right? And the Bible actually says that. The Bible actually says that. You know why we make wrong decisions? Sometimes we don't know, but sometimes we're just not confident. But do you know when you're confident, you're going to make right decisions. You're going to make correct decisions. You're going to make accurate. That's why the Bible said walk with accuracy. Y'all doing it right? I'm almost done. Walk with some accuracy. Live alert. You know what the best thing you and I need to do right now is make accurate decisions. Make alert, accurate, um, pinpoint choices. Because, I mean, things in our culture are pushing us and pushing us. And the church, a lot of the church world is missing it right now. They're giving in. They're getting off course, giving in. You don't have to. Actually, you know what the Bible says? It's dark out there, and it's going to, one translation says it's going to get ickier and ickier and ickier, but the church is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. Yeah. Well, 
You know what, this season that we're in around us, this is our best season. The church ought to be looking better, more happening right now, under pressure, affliction, challenges. Are you all hearing me? Is it, you ever notice that God's at his best when things are just absolutely chaotic and at their worst? Have you ever been in a moment in your life and it's just the worst moment and somehow God just brought you through? Has he ever done it once? Has he ever done it more than once? If he's done it once and twice, I, I got a word for you. Pretty good chance he's going to do it again. <laughs> no matter what it feels like right now, you, you just need to get over the hurdle of confidence. Second Corinthians says this, we, we, don't, we don't walk and we don't live by sight. We walk and live by what? What's another way of saying that? We walk and live by confidence. By confidence. I love that scripture because here's what it means. That word walk means we're used to walking around in the same territory. Like if you look up that Greek word, it means, it means a couple things. It means you get really used to walking in the same territory. How many of you could just walk through your house with the lights off? You could just do it, right? Your wife's like mine. She moves the furniture all the time. You got to watch out for that. But usually you're quiet because you're used to it. It also means, it means not hurried. It means a leisurely, confident walk. Maybe you got your lean on. Well, whatever that looks like. Not limp. Lean on. It just means that's your walk. That's your zone. Faith, confidence. I'm used to walking in confidence. I'm not pressed. I'm not stressed. I'm not hurried, I'm not under, I'm confident. That's not a magic pill. Confidence can come to any one of you when you keep hearing and you keep declaring and it helps you make the confident choices. Well, I think you know what I just talked about this morning was a spirit of faith, spirit of confidence, to believe in your heart, speak with your mouth. We always say it this way, hear and agree, agree and decree, decree and do. That's a spirit of faith. The Bible says that. You have a spirit of faith, which is a spirit of what? Confidence. That's what faith is. Confidence. It's a good expectation. It's a good anticipation. What's one of the gauges for joy? Your anticipation or your expectation. Let's listen to this. You are the CEO of your life, of your life. You're the CEO. God's the owner, but you're the CEO of your life. That means you're going to move in the direction of your confidence or your lack of confidence. This year, you're going to move in the direction of your confidence or the lack of your confidence. You see, some of you sitting in here, you you understand the word when it comes to blessing, and you've moved in that direction because you're so confident God's a blesser. Some of you in here, God's brought you and he's delivered you from some things, and you're very confident in the area of deliverance. Some of you are, God's healed you of some things, and you're very confident in the area. So, so just as confident as you became in one of those areas, you can become in the er- other areas of your life because the word works in all of those areas. So for, for us, for all of us, doubt is one of the biggest hurdles to you having your best year. So how do you clear that hurdle of confidence? 
you keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Sometimes you've got to tune out the other voices. You've got to keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. You've got to do that for a little old you. You've got to keep getting that in your spirit. You've got to keep doing it. Not just Sunday morning. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you tune in. I'm glad you're watching. I'm glad someone will watch later. But you've you got to keep getting full. You've got to keep hearing. Because that's how confident. But if you need healing, you've got to keep hearing, hearing about what? Healing. If you need some blessing direction, you got to keep hearing. Are you all feeling me this morning? You get what I'm saying. And then you got to keep hearing it so much that you keep repeating what you're hearing. That's the spirit of faith. And then you move in that direction. You make that choice. You move in that direction. I want to challenge you with this. Can we, can we all stand this morning? I, I, I want to challenge you with, with, with this, these, these thoughts. First of all, someone get something good this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my challenge for you. Just keep lining up, just keep aligning yourself, keep aligning your lifestyle with faith. Just keep aligning your life with confidence. Keep aligning it, keep aligning it. How many uh, ever notice something around here when winter breaks and we get through into spring? your car usually needs like some tire work or some alignment work, right? Because potholes. I hit one the other day. I was like, I didn't see that. She said, because you were driving like 60 mile an hour on a 25 mile ride. I was in a hurry. And I hit this pothole. I thought I was going to wreck the vehicle. I was like, I thought it was just a little bit of water on the road. But I was, I, sometimes I think if you go fast enough, you just go over them. But it didn't work that day. <laughs> and what happens in our life is we get a little bit out of line. We don't notice it at first. And it just, all of a sudden... It starts pulling to one side or the other. This year, just keep lining your life, your lifestyle up with faith. And in particular, this year, you just keep recognizing joy in 20. You just keep recognizing the supernatural joy of the Lord. We'll, we'll talk about that on Wednesdays. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on Wednesdays. Isn't God good? Isn't he good? Um, And what I'm saying this year is don't take your playbook from culture. Don't take your playbook by the season the world is in. Your playbook this year is what God is saying from his word, what God is saying from his spirit in 2023. Because it will be different than the world. You're going to move in the direction of your confidence. Are you all hearing me this morning? Well, what I would like to do, we're going to do a song. And while we do this song, here's what I felt like we need to do this morning. I want you during this song, the best word we could come up with was reflect. Think about what I've said this morning. Reflect on, on that question. God, what is it that you want to do in me? And God, what is it that you want to do for me? And God, what is it that you want to do through me in 23? Let's just start reflecting on our confidence. Let's reflect on that question. But I would, I would say that some of you this morning, in the natural, if you came up here and tried to clear this hurdle, how many, just, just picture that. How many of you, that would be a disaster? Some of you, poor hamstring before you got out of the blocks. <laughs> some of you maybe could barely get over it. But what if I told you, give you a month, give you a few weeks, Give you a couple months, you're going to, you, you ever seen hurdlers, they just take a couple steps and, 
we all joke because Pastor Mitch is tall. He just steps over things. And we got to get a run for him. But what, what if I told you, you get some momentum and you're going to start clearing this first hurdle? Man, what could happen? What could happen? What could happen? Because God, the Bible says God's impressed by confidence. God responds to confidence. He's a God of compassion, but man, he responds wherever faith puts him. Wherever confidence puts him, God shows up. I want you to clear this hurdle. I want you to clear this hurdle. Now, if you go home and read 10 scriptures and say, would you unlock the building? I want to try it tonight. Probably not going to happen. But give yourself a few weeks. Give yourself some momentum. Let's do this song. Let's reflect. Let's say, God, what are you saying to me as we go into a new year? You got something good? Let's do something with it. Let's start doing something with it.